to another episode of the Dim the Lights podcast, official podcast of dimthelightsfilmblog.com, your source for movie news, reviews, and trailers. I'm your host, Brian, and with me is Olga. Hello. And today, we're going to be talking about Star Wars A New Hope in our Star Wars series. Um, if you didn't see last week's episode, or two weeks now, I think, uh, we were talking about the latest Star Wars movie, Rogue One. And we thought it'd be a good idea to turn the wheel back a bit and discuss some of the things that we love about the original trilogy. And maybe we'll even do a sneak peek at the preview at the prequels at some point. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe. we really like the trilogy, the original trilogy, so we're going to do that. And we never talked about Rogue One. I just, um, blah, Force Awakens, I just realized. So we could probably talk about that as well. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. So... Like I said, we're going to be talking about A New Hope, the very first Star Wars film. Now, I've been a Star Wars fan for quite a quite a while now. Um, my love of Star Wars, I think, started with the prequels, but I very quickly realized the error of my ways. And even though the prequels have some merits, I think it's pretty safe to agree that the original trilogy it was where it really was at. And... I don't know. I love it. I love it with all my heart. And it's been great getting to see <laughs> Star Wars um, just rejuvenated uh, with The Force Awakens and now Rogue One. So I'm going to turn this to Olga real quick because she's the newcomer to all of this. Oh, I'm the newcomer. She's the newcomer to all this. I guess. Olga? Um, what, do you want, what, do you, what do you want from me? Just talk, a, talk, about, <laughs> talk about Star Wars. Talk about why you love it. Talk about why you tear up anytime I show you anything Star Wars related. Yeah. Um, we actually just saw a five minute. Um, what do you call it? It was A New Hope in five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's just a five minute clip that summarizes A New Hope. So they just took all the main elements and put them sequentially into this one clip. And it's as if we just saw the entire movie in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, Brian turns around and he's like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I have always loved Star Wars, but I was never as into Star Wars as I am now. Um, I definitely blame Force Awakens and I blame Brian. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the tears. <laughs> Um, and now Clone Wars. So it's it's been great. I am so happy to be part of the bandwagon. <laughs> um, I don't care. I don't give a hoot. I love Star Wars and I'm super excited for what's what's to come. So Yeah. You wanna get into it? You wanna start talking about New Hope? Sure. Absolutely. Right. So I think it's pretty commonly known what A New Hope is about. So I guess I'm not going to go into super detail about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously it's about Luke Skywalker and how he goes from being a moisture farmer on Tatooine to becoming the savior of the galaxy um, through the use of the Force and combating Darth Vader, who is this villainous um, galactic evil Warrior. Warrior, yes. <laughs> um, obviously, there's way more to it than that. Um, but like I said, we just want to talk r- briefly about why we love this movie um, and maybe, I guess, give it a rating at the end. I don't even, I don't even know. 
That's not even fair. I guess not. No, I guess we'll probably skip the rating. But yeah, we're just going to talk about why we love it. So I'm going to talk about, let's see, where do I start? There's so much I could talk about. I guess I'm going to start with the characters. Um, This is a movie that has many, many lovable characters for many, many different reasons. You have Luke Skywalker, who is a naive but passionate um, farmer. He has pretty much nothing to look forward to. <laughs> Excuse my dog. He's snoring very loud right now. Um, he, uh, Luke Skywalker really has nothing look, to look forward to in his life. He's a dreamer. And... Um, <laughs> and that's... Um, I don't know, that's something that I think we can all relate to, which is why I think Luke Skywalker is a really interesting character, because he starts at one point, and by the time the trilogy has ended, he's in a completely other point where he's mastered the Force, um, and obviously the history of Star Wars. Mm, Leia, uh, Princess Leia, another very, very strong female character, um, one of the first during her time period where... I, I think it's a little bit more commonplace now and it's starting you're starting to really see a lot Thank more God. female yeah a lot more female leads that aren't helpless damsels in distress but she was the original she was awesome and she still is awesome even as a general in the force awakens and um yeah she was another really really awesome character who had a lot of depth and i don't know i just really enjoyed her performance um and then we have the third in our main cast uh, is uh, Harrison Ford, who plays Han Solo. And mm-hmm. I think he's probably everyone's personal favorite or most people's personal favorite because he's obviously the anti-hero. Yeah. Um, you know, bar- and that also was not super common at the time. That also, yeah. right. You usually had the black straight... Black white. Yep, yeah, black and white. You just had the hero. And, you know, Han Solo was one of these... One, a popular character who, you know, he, he, he got his hands dirty. And he definitely wasn't a good guy. But you can see, again, another person who has a really awesome character arc where by the end of the trilogy, he's in a completely different place. And he... Um, is a heavy contributor to why the galaxy finds peace again. Mm-hmm. Who else? Droids. Oh my gosh, yeah. You can't talk about Star Wars without droids. Um, obviously R2-D2 and C-3PO, really, really awesome droids who have been with us in pretty much every Star Wars movie, including the TV shows. And Despite the fact that there's awesome. so many droids, these are the two we keep seeing. <laughs> yeah, but... It's because they're so they're such um, they're so integral to the plot. That yeah, you can't have they're, stores they're integral to the plot and they're just very they're iconic. Like you can't have Star Wars without having either of them. You know, no matter how annoying C three PO is and how many boops R two does, that you just you gotta have them. Yeah, you can't have R two without C three. Yeah, because. 3PO interprets mm-hmm. what R2 is saying, mm-hmm. and I think Lucas fully intended for this to be that way, mm-hmm. where we learn what R2 is saying through C3PO, we learn what Chewie is saying through Han, because obviously we don't understand what they're saying, and it's through their conversation that we mm-hmm. kind of piece things together, and yeah. it adds to just the dialogue itself mm-hmm. and 
it's just it becomes one of those exposition types of tools that he uses and it was very very creative I don't think mm-hmm. it's something that had been done before mm-hmm. and this entire film um, back when it came out in the 70s up until that point there wasn't a lot that was in that genre aside from B movies Right. we had um, 2001 Space Odyssey mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and I think one of the major things that um, made this movie is what it is now and what gets me crying every single time is mm-hmm. the freaking music. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, all I have to hear is, like, the intro mm-hmm. to any Star Wars song. And you're and like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> because they did such... Well, he did such a great job of creating that epic, emotional drama with music Mm -hmm. that just pulls us in and it makes us feel nostalgic for something we didn't even live through and it's just incredible it's it's crazy how powerful this music of star wars is like it really does get you going and just listen like you said just listening to any piece of star wars music just gets either gets me excited or gets me emotional or like i start remembering all the really great moments associated with those um you know that music yeah um you know having the character yeah a lot of people say you know like i don't know just where george lucas is now which is very different from where he was back then but he's a you know he was a prolific uh director he was someone who really thought outside the box and he i don't know he did something that i don't think anyone at the time thought was possible and it's really, really awesome to be able to see and hear his legacy now, you know, mm-hmm. decades later, that it still lives and it's still all together. What was the name of the person who put it together? The score? John Williams. Yeah. He's awesome. And he, it's weird to think that this very last movie, Rogue One, he wasn't the composer because he's always been the composer. And we definitely felt it. It was still a very good score, mm-hmm. but it had something missing. Yeah. And you know because in A New Hope, Pirate Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. You hear the songs and you can pinpoint what scene that song is from because it's so intertwined with the emotion that the scene gives you right that you're able to specifically say like oh that's Luke's song or that's that's Vader's song right and you can just like feel like that power through them mm-hmm. and Rogue One did not really have that going for it it didn't that was one of the things that I found it lacking with good, that movie but it didn't have that clear distinction between like oh no. that's Jin's song yeah. yeah I think it was trying to differentiate itself but I would have been fine if it just stayed with what we're so accustomed to everyone having a theme and it just being very very um very iconic something that that you can actually you, you can pick up and and hear you know um I'm trying to think some of the other things that I really enjoyed about it. I like how the story was constructed. I like that it didn't give a lot away at any particular time. I enjoyed the fact that there were just these little tidbits of like things that you didn't know. And I'm sure at the time, you know, it was just something that was very different um, where not every piece of the puzzle was given to you. And 
um, the original movie was not made to be a trilogy. You know, it was a self-contained story and it was supposed to end right there. And the only reason that it kept going was because of its popularity. You know, like it was one of the first franchises, you know, like honestly. Um, it did a lot of things that I don't think we have been able to replicate very well. Yeah. And I think it's because of Star Wars that we're trying to replicate it. Yeah. But it just falls short. Yeah. Um, there so so often we'll see we'll hear people saying like oh they're making a part two why mm-hmm. it's probably not gonna do well mm-hmm. and yet like mm-hmm. when it comes to Star Wars that's probably the best one mm-hmm. a lot of people's favorite is New Hope but yeah it's definitely I mean for my personally that's one of my top Star Wars films yeah like I really like The Force Awakens I think Empire Strikes Back is, is still my favorite it's still the one um, movie that we compare things to yeah yeah at least in this genre yeah absolutely yeah so I think that was that's one thing that we try to replicate now like oh let's try to let's try to have our our Empire Strikes Back for this franchise Mm -hmm. or let's try to build a franchise when Star Wars didn't set out to do that right they made this one film and it did so well that they thought, well, what if we continue? Mm-hmm. And thank God they didn't kill off da- they didn't kill off Vader, and that we did get two more films mm-hmm. that were so solid that we thought, okay, let's revisit this mm-hmm. and make prequels. Mm-hmm. And they weren't the best, mm-hmm. but they did establish a lot of um, a lot of the questions that a lot of questions that we had were answered to a certain point. And now, because we can't get ever get enough of Star Wars, we have all this other stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And now, Disney has the rights, and we're just like hoping that they'll do what's best mm-hmm. for the fans yeah. at this point, and not be like money driven. Because Disney has the tendency to just like. I don't think it's gonna go in any other direction than that. It's a business, and so they're just gonna keep pumping out Star Wars films until we get tired of it. Yeah. But I I long for. Just, I want them to be creative. I want them to continue to build into the lore and the mythology of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I just don't want them to. I don't know. Uh, I I guess I I'm as excited as I am to be living during this time because Star Wars is super popular again. It's a scary. Too. It is a little scary because I enjoy Star Wars. I would hate for it to go through what it went through with the prequels where there was a period of time when because the prequels didn't do very well, Star Wars was kind of like not cool. Yeah. You know? And Remember when Star Trek was more popular than Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. That brief, brief moment in time. Yeah. Like it almost feels like it didn't happen but it happened. It, oh, it happened. I it felt so it. Happened. I remember. I remember when I watched the J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot and the period of time after that I was like you know what I think I like Star Trek a little bit more oh my god yeah, yeah. You during traitor. that time yeah seriously <laughs> but um you know that quickly collapsed in on itself I didn't really like Star Trek Beyond um Star Trek Into Darkness even though a lot of people didn't like it I actually enjoyed that movie a lot I know Olga did not like that movie no yeah. those movies did not happen no <laughs> they happened um no. I don't think they really held true to what makes Star Trek Star Trek though no. I think they were trying too hard to be Star Wars yes, they were yeah they were trying to and be I Star like Wars. And I like Star Trek for Star Trek, and mm-hmm. I love Star Wars for Star Wars, but you don't try to do yeah. the other. Right. And it's just, it's not good. Right. Um, let's go back to A New Hope. Um, yes, Darth Vader. Let's talk about him for a bit. Mm. 
he's probably my all-time favorite villain ever. And yeah. that final scene in Rogue One. Um, oh, my God. I, I won't say anything more than that if you haven't seen it yet. But, um, I mean, if you saw our last... If you listened to our last episode, you should know. I mean, we talked pretty much full spoilers on it. Um, but that was an incredible scene. And it, it uh, involved Darth Vader. And it rejuvenated my love for him as a villain because he's very easy to make fun of for some reason like you see him on the internet and people make fun of him and even in the prequels they kind of got it wrong on a couple levels and i feel like rogue one reestablished him as that villain that, that we menacing. that menacing yeah. villain that we've come to know and uh, know and love in a new hope mm-hmm. um so yeah he's awesome and i wish there was some way to see more of him but I don't think that's going to happen. We're running out of timeline to see more of Darth Vader. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I was happy with Rogue One to be able to see it. And One more time. Yeah, one more time. And um, I mean, even on Rebels, he appears on Rebels. So that was that's something else something for you to look forward to. Because yes. Olga hasn't seen Rebels yet. She's still in the middle of Clone Wars. And she's almost done, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah almost done with that. Sad. Yeah, that will be almost done. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else about um, the movie. Just going back to that, watching Clone Wars, and I keep talking about this. It's if you follow our podcast and um, have listened to us, I said this about like three times now, three separate times, three separate podcasts. I think that I'm watching Clone Wars, uh-huh. um, but it's just made such a huge impact in my love for Star Wars that I can't stop talking about it. And uh-huh. I know that Rebels is so much better, according to practically everyone yeah but right now i'm just really really enjoying clone wars and it's made me really appreciate anakin and get to know more of his backstory and just what drove him to i still haven't gotten to that part in clone wars but i see like the way that they've handled his background in clone wars is amazing they've made me feel a lot more for him i when we did see the prequels because for a very long time I swore off the prequels I had seen the very first one and I not even finished it because I thought oh my god this is garbage and I just like didn't keep watching Mm -hmm. and then you made me watch them and I don't think I've seen the very have I seen all of them with you? I don't think you have have. but I don't think you remember the prequels very much no we have to watch them again after we finish Clone Wars oh god I don't want to Hmm. um they're not absolutely horrible but now that I've seen Clone Wars, I think they will be a little better. Yeah, I think it'll help. Yeah. Because, again, Clone Wars does a lot to fill out the gap between episodes two and three in the prequels, where there's like this big change and they don't really explain things properly. Yeah. And there's just a lot of nonsense that they keep instead of removing it for better things and I'm really happy that Clone Wars happened and the people who created it <clears throat> sought out to course correct what happened in the prequels yeah so I think for me watching Clone Wars and now going back to revisit A New Hope and seeing Obi-Wan and realizing that he's been living in Tatooine for years mm-hmm. in seclusion and I've gotten to know Obi-Wan through Clone Wars so much more yeah than anybody who just saw the, the originals yeah. ever did because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan has so much personality and character in Clone Wars that yeah. you grow to really become fond of him. Yeah. 
and then see that he's been living there on his own, practically taking care of, of Luke, making sure that he's okay, mm-hmm. and knowing that he knows that it's his apprentice's son mm-hmm. and what he had with his apprentice and like all that story and now going back to watching New Hope like it really cuts I'm like yeah. oh my god like this sucks cause <laughs> I know mm-hmm. you've been you had so much history with Anakin and now you're fighting him and mm-hmm. oh my god I just it, it's made things so much heavier for me yeah and it's amazing I, I still love A New Hope for what it is you don't have to go watch Clone Wars to appreciate how great of a film it was mm-hmm. especially for a film of its time mm-hmm. but I definitely think that Clone Wars has added that whole different dimension for me yeah awesome one of the things I really really love about A New Hope is that I just finished actually watching it a couple weeks back just rewatching it and it's amazing how so many of the graphics still hold up mm-hmm. like just the locations and the ships and so many of the at- so many aspects of the film still hold true today and I think that's something that I don't know I guess it's just not talked about very much because now we're so used to like CGI this CGI that yeah. and you know it looks so oh, this is great and oh my god I think The Force Awakens actually did a lot uh, a good job at melding the two where it was a return back to a lot of practical effects but there were some points where it was very much obviously CGI and stuff but I didn't mind that as much you know I thought that was fine but I don't know there's just something really special about the original trilogy where a lot of that was took place and effects, it was yeah. and it was awesome you know the I don't scene. think CGI could ever replace practical effects for me no CGI is great when it's done in addition to practical effects when it's done to refine practical effects which we really get to see of in Mad Max mm-hmm. I think that's the best example that I can think of when it comes to practical effects that are enhanced mm-hmm. with CGI and I think that is particularly why A New Hope holds up mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. After all these years going back to watch it. And I think the one thing, like the things that I don't like about it are the stuff that was added afterwards. Yeah. Um, with um, George Lucas going in afterwards and trying to be perfectionist. Tinkering. Tinkering with it so much that we don't, don't know, we don't get to see what it originally looked like. Right. Um, so, yeah. that was an abrupt stop there yes (laughs) um another one of my favorite parts of a new hope was obviously the end battle sequence where um everyone's getting ready to uh attack the death star and you see all the rebel pilots on yavin 4 and it's cool that you returned um to see that location again in rogue one and it was a little bit more fleshed out because it like literally looked just like it which i thought was cool but yeah, there's just something really special about that in A New Hope, and a lot of um, Star Wars films and media have tried to replicate that in different ways. Yeah. You know, just that whole like going to arms, so everyone's getting ready, and they're putting, you know, those weird fuel things inside the on the X wings, and you know, you see our heroes and our main characters, you know, go out into battle, and I thought. I don't know. There's just something really special about that that I really enjoy. And just that whole sequence is really awesome. Again, it really holds up um, in terms of the special effects. And I still get that heightened sense of, like... Like, I know what's going to happen. Obviously, Luke, you know, 
gets it and the Death Star explodes and stuff, but there's still like, I still get tense when I see it because it, it really is thrilling and exciting. And, you know, it's, it's a combination of the acting and the music and the effects. And it really lends itself to creating that whole effect. And it still holds it's up today. Experience. Yeah, it is an experience. It's so cool. Can you imagine being in theaters and seeing that for the first that time? That would be amazing. I wish I could do that. I wish I could. I wish they would actually replay those original movies in theaters on like an IMAX screen or something like that. I would go watch it. Yeah. Because I've I never had the opportunity to do that. A lot of people would pay a lot of money <laughs> to see it the way it was. Take my money. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lucas will just not do that. Yeah. He won't because in his mind it's not what he intended yeah yeah one of the things I really enjoy about uh, this movie is the number of goofs that there are just like the random things that happen that are really silly that obviously weren't intentional but like what they were kept in um there's this one scene that's people a lot of people know about where um there's stormtroopers going through like a hangar door and the door is slightly lower than it's supposed to be. And so you see in the background, yeah. yeah, you see a stormtrooper knock their head in. And I think that the sound effect for the bump that of the hitting of the head was added in post. Like, it must have... Like, I don't think... Obviously, it wasn't intentional, but to, like... I don't know. I, I feel like they almost justified it and said, you know, the stormtroopers, you know, their whole spiel is that they're not very good at shooting. <laughs> so it almost added to the character of the stormtroopers. And I thought that was really cool. That's something that I appreciate in that movie. Like, it, I don't know, because it was willing to admit when it made little mistakes like that and kept them in. But then you have this other side where with the special edition of the movies, Lucas went in and tinkered and stuff. So I kind of wish they would keep more of the goofs and... I don't know, like, I, I always found, find that entertaining when the things are ad-libbed or improv or just mm-hmm. little mistakes that happen, but they're happy mistakes. Like, they're ha- yeah. happy accidents, happy trees. Like, uh, <laughs> Bob this, Ross. like Bob Ross, yeah. yeah. Ha- happy trees. Um, so, yeah, I, I always enjoyed that. Um, what are some of the moments that get you really emotional in that movie? God. Um, <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Not, uh, no, I think what's my a specific favorite one? part, and this is going to be such a typical response for me because I'm a woman. Um, hmm. My favorite part is Leia taking the gun away from Luke. Because <laughs> he's not doing a good job, obviously, because he's a farmer and mm-hmm. he's never had to do this. And mm-hmm. it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, grabs it, grabs the blaster, and takes care of business herself because mm-hmm. yeah. she's like oh, I'll just get it done I'll mm-hmm. do a better job yeah. and um, I really really appreciated that um, first seeing these films mm-hmm. I don't remember how old I was when I first saw A New Hope yeah. but I remember it making like an impact on me and being like oh that's so cool yeah. and I think before obviously like I think I was like maybe 11 or 12 Mm-hmm around that age and I saw it in Spanish because they aired it on TV how do you say that in Spanish what Star Star Wars Wars? you just say Star Wars probably right no you don't see anything else like something estrellas (laughs) (laughs) imagine that'd be so funny I wonder how it sounds in Spanish that's so weird to think about like that it was you know obviously it's been translated into different languages and Mm -hmm. stuff it's just weird in some places they call it Guerra de las Galaxias really Mm -hmm. that's crazy that's cool. But it before this movie, mm-hmm. I 
I think the only other part that I had seen like girls taking charge was like Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yellow Ranger. But um, just the fact that she was like, if she had been able to, she would have so like rescued herself. But yeah, that's definitely one. And let me see. Hmm. Vader, the Vader and Obi-Wan fight, probably. Gets you emotional? Yeah. That one does for me, too. That one still gets me emotional, where I'm like... disappearing and like, stomping the ground and being confused. Like, what just happened? Yeah. And Luke screaming. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole scene's really cool. Like, the pickup of the music and Luke screaming, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. There's a lot of moments like that in the movie that are just exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. That movie's incredible. Let's watch it again. Okay. Let's go watch it. Forget you guys. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, actually, I can't watch it because my internet's not working. Boo-hoo. Womp. Womp. Yeah, that's where I have all my movies. Um, you have any other things you'd like to what add? What are your favorite scenes? Oh, that's right. Uh, well, I mean, I, I talked about a couple already. Um, the fight scene between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, definitely one of them. Um, mm-hmm. I also like the scene where... Um, I think that immediately precedes that, where Han, Luke, and Leia are trying to get out of... Actually, the the whole sequence from when they go into the trash compactor to when they're able to get out, I love that whole sequence because it's just... Them in the tra- trash compactor? Yeah, I like that scene. That oh, one's yeah. a good scene. I love that where <laughs> Luke's like... Seriously, she's so fed up with them throughout the entire thing. She's like, is? "Do something!" Oh Hang yeah, up. like she's just oh, <laughs> because my God, I love her. it's funny because I mean I get like that with people where I'm just like, "Okay, you have a solution, awesome, go ahead, go for it," and then their solution sucks, and I'm just like, "You're doing this so bad. I could do this so much better than you. What are you doing?" <laughs> and that almost feels like what Leia was doing. She's like, "You know, some kind of rescue this is, you know, because yeah. like you're here to rescue me, but you're not doing a very good job. Give me that blaster. I'll do it myself. You know, that sort of thing." It's just really funny. No, but I really like that whole sequence. Like, I love the scene where um, Han is running or charging at the stormtroopers with the blaster, and Chewie's you know close behind them, and then he runs into the hangar full of stormtroopers, and he immediately regrets his decision, <laughs> and then he starts oh, running oh. back in the other direction. I love. I know another one. Which one? Han. Talking. Oh, yeah. Through the comm. He's like, I'm doing great. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he shoots it. He's like, closing great of a conversation anyways. (laughs) It was a boring conversation anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that scene, too. That one's good. I mean, Han is probably my favorite character in the original movie. I think in the original trilogy. Because Luke's awesome, but he gets awesomer after he learns about the force and how to wield the lightsaber and stuff like he's i luke is my favorite in return of the jedi because he's like he's a master now and he's very composed and you can see how much he's developed over like he's very whiny in a new hope you know yeah he is yeah so whiny the entire time and i like that han is not that so probably between han and looking back it almost feels like they're the two main personalities of anakin um, okay. Anakin, yeah, I can see Anakin that. Anakin as a kid, who was very whiny. He was very whiny. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Leia's just mm-hmm. Anakin side of just taking charge. I think that just comes with age. I think it's just maturity and 
you know, finding your place in the universe and that whole responsibility <laughs> thing. You know, that, I yes. think that is that whole thing. Yes. You know, at least in relation to Star Wars. Um, it's crazy. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that you would like to add? There's a lot more that I could talk about, but I think hmm. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no? I'm not sure that this is still my favorite. I love no. it. I'm thankful for it. But <laughs> Well, I mean, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have anything Obviously. else, right? Um, yeah. Uh, maybe at the end of this series, we'll talk about like our rankings and why. Because um, we have other Star Wars movies to talk about. Uh, so I guess we won't dive into it just now. But yeah, A New Hope is definitely up there. Like, especially being able to now rewatch all the movies because I have them all. <laughs> um, New Hope, I probably say, I probably say it, it, it's it's in the top three for me. How about you? Uh, let me see. Um, yeah, it'll be in my top three. Top three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. If you're one of those people on Earth that still hasn't watched Star Wars, you definitely should get on that. Um, especially now. <laughs> uh, since Do it. Yeah. Be a bandwagoner. Get on it. Do if it. If not to be into it, then just, you know, to Just appreciate. an appreciation. Just an understanding of it. Because in pop culture, this movie is referenced to you so often that it just makes no sense for you to not watch it. Like, yep. just watch it so you'll understand jokes. Yep. Yeah, at least just so you could get with the in crowd, so you're the popular kids. <laughs> I get that reference. Popular kids. Yeah, right. the pop, the pop kids. Is that how it works now? Or yeah, yeah, that's now? that's how I got popular because of my love for Star Wars trivia. Right. That's how it happened. That's that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Um, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, that was just our coverage of Star Wars: A New Hope. Next episode, we're going to continue our series and talk about Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, if you enjoyed this tidbit, um, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's greatly appreciated and helps uh, carry the show forward. And um, definitely share with your friends. Um, we're always looking to grow our fan base and. Uh, we're looking for feedback. If there's any positive or negative, uh, you can send any sort of questions that you have. Because uh, we're actually, we'd like to do a mailbag at some point. That would be really cool. So if you have any questions, you can send them over to info at dimthelightsfilmblog.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll respond very swiftly to anything that you want to ask. Any movie trivia, any movie facts, any opinions that you would like for us to answer and of course don't forget to follow us on facebook and on twitter at our twitter handle dtl film blog we also have an instagram and i think that rounds out our social media yep okay (laughs) (laughs) all right guys until next time this is brian and olga signing off adios adios boo